Um, it was a very hot day and all of our pasty white northern European bodies struggled a fair bit in the 35 degree average heat and 40 degrees on the last climb. Welcome to the British Continental Podcast, brought to you by Continental. Continental have been supporters of the domestic road scene for over 25 years. The go-to tyre brand for elite riders, from the off-camber cobbled corners of the Durham Tour Series to the farm tracks of the Cycle Classic. Hello and welcome to the second of our daily shows following this year's Under-23 Giro d'Italia. After each stage, we are bringing you short roundups of the day's action, together with audio diaries from the British-registered Holdsworth Sappy team, Trinity Racing's Tom Glogue, and SEG Racing and Rainer Foundation rider Harrison Wood. Stage two from Riccioni to Imola was 138.2 kilometres long and featured two categorised climbs, both positioned towards the back end of the stage. The last of the climbs, the Cima Galisterna, was also the final climb in last year's World Road Race Championships. The race itself began with the familiar sight of an early break while the rest of the peloton held its fire. The break featured four riders, including Holdsworth Zappi's Connor Sens. It was never allowed more than three minutes, however, and was brought back with around 40 kilometres to go. Pre-race favourite Juan Hayuso punched clear to lead solo over the top of the Galisterna and he was joined by his Colpac Balan teammate Alessandro Veri and Henoch Mullebrun of Team Quebeca. Despite having just a slender lead, they held off the chases on the downhill finish with Ayuso taking the win. The result moves the 18-year-old Ayuso into the overall lead. It's early days in the race, but given his phenomenal form this year, it would not be a surprise to see him hold on to the pink all the way to the end of the race. Behind Ayuso, Trinity Racing's Ben Turner picked up yet another top 10, finishing eight seconds back in seventh, while our diarist Tom Glogue was also in the mix, crossing the line in 14th at 11 seconds. It was less positive news for his teammate Ben Healy, though, as he lost almost two minutes, while diarist Harrison Wood came in 77th, around three minutes down. The other Brit, Ollie Rees, endured a tough day, crossing the line 160th. Holdsworth Zappi's best finisher, meanwhile, was the Dutch rider Dan Hooks in 53rd, meaning their GC ambitions are now effectively over. The next stage, stage three, is from Chesinatico to Chesinatico. It's 133 kilometres long and features over 2,000 metres of climbing. Most of the climbing comes in the middle of the stage, however, so it's more likely to be a breakaway day or a reduced bunch finish than a major GC stage. In our diaries today, we hear first from Tom, who seems pleased with his day's work despite the heat. Harrison then tells us he didn't quite have the legs today, but is hoping for better as the race progresses. And we also hear from his roommate, the Italian Marco Frigo, who shares his thoughts about stage three. Finally, we hear from a disappointed Holdsworth Zappi manager, Callum Ferguson, whose team's GC hopes were dashed today. He once again provides a fascinating insight into the logistical challenges that teams like his face and it's hopeful his team can turn their fortunes around as the race develops. So, Baby Giro, Etapa Dos, um, another interesting day out. Um, yeah, could, could, you could well sum up all of these stages by saying expect the unexpected, um, which is true for any under-22 race, but particularly here in Italy, I think. And um, 
yeah, so from the team today, roles were pretty similar to yesterday. Luke and Turner had a free roll. Me and Healy, the objective was to lose as little time or no time as possible and not crash. And Ollie was was there to kind of help everyone do some domestic duties, etc., etc. Um, and by and large, in the whole, it was a mixed day. Uh, Turner put in another great ride. He was looking really strong. Finished the stage in six and really got over those last three kickers very well, which were hard, hard. Um, it was a very hot day, and all of our pasty white northern European bodies struggled a fair bit in the 35 degree average heat and 40 degrees on the last climb but some of us more than others um Tano managed very well and sprinted to six I was also in that group um three I think three seconds back of Turner in nine in 40 so that was a that was a good day for me um I didn't lose any time I didn't crash so yeah, was uh, give myself yeah, just did what I needed to do. Although yeah, it was 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 a hard day out, and I definitely definitely suffered. Um, as for Luke and Ollie and Ben, they they suffered a little bit more in the heat, but by and large, Ben didn't Ben didn't he didn't lose too much time. He's still well in GC contention and looking good. Um, and for the other two, they did they did their jobs perfectly. And yeah, it was was a good day. It was a good day overall, I'd say, for the boys. And we move on to the next one. Eight days left and still all to play for. Stage two of the Baby Giro is done. Uh, stage finishing in Imola, which was pretty hard, final climb. Uh, sadly, I just didn't have the legs there, which wasn't ideal. But on the whole, we did a good ride as a team with Stan in fifth which was nice and Marco also in the front groups so that was good for the GC um, but the uh, Spanish guy that won Juan Ayuso was pretty strong but he already shown his cards I guess a bit so maybe that'll be uh, he's already shown that he's the favourite now to win also so it's the pressure on, on his team that's for sure um it was a hot stage again, hotter than yesterday, 35 degrees, I think, something like that today. So that was warm. Uh, and especially like in those plains, you just get the heat. And then also on the final climb, when you're only going at like 10, 15k an hour, the heat really builds. But it was nice to ride the final uh, final climb from Imola. Impressive how Alaphilippe did that in the big ring, if I'm honest. But that's, uh, that's yeah, that's the well tour guys for you, I guess. On to tomorrow, it's uh, staging Chesanatical, finishing also in Chesanatical, which would be nice. The home roads of Zappi Racing Team. So I'm expecting big things from them, with Flavio motivating them, and Callum also, I guess. So that'll be good. And also the home team, Emilia Romagna. <laughs> Sat here with Marco and Kyle, my uh, roommates, and uh, Marco the Italian. Any words for tomorrow's stage in Chesanatical? What do you think will happen? Yeah, tomorrow for sure will be. Hot and that's one key point. Then uh, for sure the parkour, not um, will be will be quite hectic and uh, yeah around the hilly here in the Adriatic Sea. So it will be for sure an important stage for us. And then uh, looking forward for the TT and 
That's all. That's yeah. all. Thank you, Marco. That's uh, Marco Frigo, the Italian stallion, the man himself. Um, and so, yeah, so as he said, it's going to be a hard day, hot day again, uh, which will be good. Well, if you've got the legs, it'll be good. Um, but the rest of it, yeah, will be uh, on sort of narrow roads and climbs. Um, and probably, I think, a reduced sprint finish, maybe, or potentially a breakaway. But I think the climb is is quite hard, which will o- open itself up to maybe some aggressive racing. Uh, but we'll see, and we'll uh, we'll approach it day by day in the Giro, uh, especially for me. Um, see how I feel tomorrow, and then also do the TT, which is still quite good for me, I think. Not obviously for the win, but to to try and do a good good ride and test myself. So, ciao. Hi guys, so here we are after stage two. Um, a tricky stage. Um, uh, a not very pleasant one for us, unfortunately. Um, we managed to get a guy in the, in the main move of the day which got up to nearly four minutes at one point. Um, But then the fight for the right-hander, which I talked about yesterday, was was incredibly fast and the break lost three minutes in the space of of 35, 40k. Um, And then we hit that climb and um, unfortunately, um, four of our guys, well, three of our guys... Um, including Connor, who was in the break, couldn't couldn't um, didn't have the legs to stay there. Um, another lad, Alexandros from Cyprus, who did have the legs and thought he had a mechanical. And Dan, who's our highest finisher, um, lost the wheel on, over the top of the the last climb and lost a bit of distance, unfortunately. So not the best day for us. Um, we've got. Um, <coughs> A team of, of of strong riders and um, myself and Flavio know that that the boys are going to get stronger and are going to get throughout the race a little bit more. We've got two really good testers for the time trial on Sunday, so we're sort of in for that now um, and sort of trying to keep um, any good result alive with maybe some stage wins, attacking races. We come here with aspirations of of stage wins and a good placing on GC, but all teams have bad races and we've raced well up to now, so we're changing our approach a little bit. In terms of the other side of of the race, myself and Flavio, we're um, in the race. Usually in national races now, there's race radio, so we can speak to the boys through radios and it's it's hard now in the UCI races because you sort of give the boys instructions on the road and you might only get to speak to them once when they come back to car for bottles or um, sometimes if it's full on all day and they get bottles from the side of the road, you don't get to speak to them at all and you're hoping that they use their sort of initiative on the road. Um, and some of the guys who haven't been racing for so long um, haven't got enough experience to do that. Um, so we're relying on the guys that have been racing a little bit longer to to chip in and and help with the instructions. Um, in terms of our daily routine, yeah, as I said, we um, this evening there was a few mechanicals that we had to sort. Um, we had dinner late, so 
we've sorted all that. Tomorrow, we've got another person, another member of staff come to help. And with the, with the camper, it's going to make it a little bit easier because we've been based in the same place for three days now. But every evening, myself and Flavio, we construct a, a very um, open game plan for the day, whether that be going for breaks or covering certain parts of the races. Um, and tomorrow... We've got we've got a nice plan set up. Hopefully to, to to be able to do something. The last climb of Barbotto is is steep and it goes up into steps. And then the twenty k after Barbotto is something we know very well. Is a lot of small little kicks. Um, and I imagine a breakaway will go there, and the finish will be around fifty riders. I imagine coming back through the cars. But throughout the race, as I said, me and Flavia don't get to communicate that well with the riders and they have to make their, their sort of decisions on the road. The last two stages have been relatively easy for sort of 30, 40 K. So there's been, um, there's been times where the riders have come back three or four times in that 40 K. So we'll be able to communicate with them then. Um, in terms of food, the boys are, are having their breakfast and then three hours before the stage start, we'll have, a, we'll have a plate of pasta. And then throughout the race, you've obviously got your, um, gels, your, um, carb bars and, and flapjacks and rice cakes and whatnot. And then after the stage, the boys have um, water and protein shakes. Um, and then on the way back to the hotel, we have prepared some rice with some beans and tuna. And then when they get back, they'll have their massage, etc., etc. To Tomorrow, we move up north to Modena, um, where we'll stay after stage in preparation for the time trial. Um, it's something that is sort of new to the team, having a, a time trial in the middle of a stage race. There's not many races that have such a long time trial in the middle. They're usually a prologue at the start or maybe a, a hill climb time trial at the end. So the logistics for that is quite complicated. But as I said, we've got another member of staff now and four vehicles, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, we're we, we're on the back foot a little bit. Um, but we know that we've trained the guys to, to, to well that they'll come on later in the race is what we're hoping. So, um, fingers crossed of, of days to come. And, um, tomorrow is the Novicoli route, which was Pantani's favorite route. Um, and we know the roads really well. There's two really nice climbs of Chola and then Barbato, as I said. So, um, it's going to be an interesting stage tomorrow and, it looks like the Italian summer's come as well. So we'll keep you updated on the road and um, we'll let you know tomorrow night how the stage went. Hopefully a bit of a more positive response and what we're doing in preparation for the time trial and, and what equipment we've got, etc, etc. Keep you updated, guys. Ciao. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a nice review. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at British Conti and on Instagram, we are at the British Continental. And please do visit our website for more interviews, journals, previews and news at thebritishcontinental.co.uk.